Welcome to Core Parenting Conversations with Kaylee. My name is Kaylee Kukla, and I've spent the last decade supporting children and families with challenging behaviors. As a mom of two, I appreciate how overwhelming and exhausting parenthood can often be. So I'm taking all of my book knowledge and combining it with real life experiences to change the dialogue around parenting. We'll have powerful conversations that always include practical tips so you can walk away feeling inspired and empowered to make simple yet impactful changes in your family's life. Let's dive in. So for today's core parenting conversation, I have Miss Sarah as my guest. Sarah has created some really incredible products for parents and children alike to support mental health and the relationship. And with the upcoming start of the school year, I wanted to bring her on to talk about something that she has created but it comes from a place of necessity. We're going to hear her story. And it's also a tool that I've been using in my work for years, years. I've talked about the power of visual schedules and visual supports for all children and something we typically see with autistic children or the neurodiverse population. And this is really a tool that I think is so powerful for all children. So Sarah, thank you for being here. Thank you for coming on. And we can't wait to hear your story and hear about the power of visual supports. Thank you so much for having me, Kaylee. I'm really excited to share kind of how, I mean, it's like seriously magic. Who would have thought (laughs) a calendar you hang on the wall could have such an impact on your kids? But I started, I found out about the power of a visual schedule when my daughter was two and I took her to a therapist and I had gone through a divorce and my daughter's anxiety level was really high and I didn't know what else to do. My ex-husband was like, are you kidding me? She's two, like this is not going to help. And (laughs) it was, it was really great because, you know, the therapist taught me a whole bunch of things but it was a game changer as far as my life because the therapist was going on vacation and she took out this like construction paper calendar that she had made and she had these stickers. And I watched her as she explained to my daughter, this is this week and usually we see each other on this day and she put like a sticker on it and she's like, but next week on this day, I'm not going to be here. And she put like an X through it. And then she said, so the next time we're going to see each other is this day. And I'm watching my two-year-old like riveted (laughs) by this like presentation. And I'm thinking we are here in part because my daughter is terribly anxious The therapist is telling me that this construction paper calendar is going to help her not have anxiety about not seeing the therapist. Why do we not have one of these hanging in our house? Why is this not a thing? Yeah. And so I thought, I wonder if, because she was constantly asking me in her little toddler voice, like, when am I going to see my dad next? And I thought, why don't I see if I can make something similar to this? And so I 
I made this like really janky looking calendar. I hung it on the wall with pictures that I had drawn of me and my daughter, of her with her dad. And it was a game changer. I could not believe how much it relieved her anxiety. And I never would have thought that a two-year-old would be able to understand a calendar. And I have some tips on how to help it with younger kids, but it was really shocking to me how much it helped. And I think it's funny because my daughter is now 11 and one would think that she had outgrown a visual schedule. (laughs) No, I like, I had hung up one of those like she's really into like how aesthetic things are. So I bought this like calendar that had all of these beautiful outdoor scenes. I was putting all of our, you know, mutual stuff on the calendar thinking that that was enough. And just like two weeks ago, she had a breakdown and was like, I don't have any idea what's going on in my life. And and I'm thinking my home business is about showing kids what to expect. (laughs) And apparently we need to pull out the calendar again. So I pulled out her personal calendar and we got back into our routine of every Sunday night planning out the week. And again, at almost 12, total game changer. So Sarah and I had the opportunity and the pleasure of meeting each other in person about two weeks ago. I was just randomly in Oregon where you live. And we had a meal together and she shared this story with me and I was going to ask you to share it because I (laughs) shared my story of, you know, we get out of the routine of doing the calendar. I too, we've been doing the calendar since my youngest, my youngest was probably, it was one, but my eldest was two and a half, three, when I really started formally doing it. And then we started doing it just months before COVID hit. And it was a it literally kept us sane during COVID because I was like making up structure in days where we had no structure, which our brain does not like, you know, our brain likes predictability. It likes routine, which we're going to talk about. But just the other day when we were getting ready to go on this trip out West from Florida to Oregon, it was 4th of July. So we had big celebrations and the next day we had the 5th of July to get ready to leave the next day for this big trip. And my four-year-old starts sobbing and goes, mommy, can we please just do the calendar? I don't know what to do. And I was like, oh, wow. Wow. And the thing is, he knows that is a thing that makes him feel better. So the number of kids that don't even know that's going to make them feel better can't ask for it. And think about it, right? It's this visual representation. Our brain thinks clearer in pictures than it, especially in early childhood. So for me, even getting ready for this trip, right? I was there with my to-do list. I drew out a calendar of where we are going each day for the trip because we moved around a lot. I had my packing list. I had all of these lists going to give myself structure to do the brain dump, to do that proactively. And here, my children were spiraling, you know, and we see that in really annoying, let's be real, like really annoying behavior. (laughs) Yes. They're whining, they're pulling on you, they're demanding things. Like my kids get hyper demanding. 
like, no, I want to do this. No, I want to do that. And more rigid. And just by doing this, I call it a proactive safety support because it really, we can do it proactively. It creates that sense of safety and security because they know what to expect. And a lot of that low simmering stuff, like your daughter having the meltdown, that's not really low simmering, but it was probably, there were probably low simmering stuff leading up to that. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So it's, you can't beat yourself up to people who do this for a living. (laughs) Like be kind to yourself. I'm not blaming myself for not bringing out the calendar like six months ago, but it would have been great if I had even realized that that was what I needed. Just get out of routine. But as needed, it's one more tool in our toolbox we can just pull out. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me, because I talk about these all the time. I think they're highly underrated. And we've both said they're magic. And our kids, because our kids know about them, they literally crave them. So tell me about what are the important parts of the visual calendar, the one you've created when you set out to do it, what did you identify as like the the big pieces of it for kids? Sure. So, you know, I initially started with a co-parenting calendar. So it was just for kids of divorce. And the only thing that I included on that one was when the kid was going to see each parent. So every day, like I only show a week at a time for younger kids. And then you can create kind of like a perpetual rolling calendar if they're older, where you show like two weeks at a time and then the first one's finished, you move it to the bottom especially that can be helpful for parents of divorce if they have like one of these complicated schedules that are like rotating every couple of weeks. But the only thing that I included on that was just the parents moving around. But I actually had breast cancer when my daughter was six and I created another version of the calendar to help her understand my cancer treatment. So that was things like I have doctor's appointments on these days. I'm having chemo on this day, so I'm probably going to feel tired on this day. But the key to that was giving her something to look forward to. Because when things are really, really hard, and that can be something as serious as a cancer diagnosis or as potentially happy as like moving, kids are struggling with change. And if you can give them something to look forward to, so you're not even just like explaining what's going on, you're also giving them like that piece to look forward to is really helpful. So I would schedule out, you know, light activities that we could do together, no matter what my energy level was. So you can put like pizza night or, you know, we're going to do craft time together. That's really helpful. And now I have schedules for all different kinds of families. So I just came out with one for foster kids. But the one that's for everyday families is, you know, you putting school days on there. There's some stickers and stuff to teach kids the concept of time. So if they're really little and they're like, I don't understand what tomorrow is, this kind of can solve that problem. But yeah, you put all the major stuff that they need to know on a weekly basis goes on the calendar. So if they have a haircut appointment, school days, like I mentioned, play dates, anything that is something that they are going to need to emotionally prepare themselves for, like leaving the house, basically, anything they have to leave the house for is good to put on the calendar. All all introverts are like, oh, I get that. Yeah. (laughs) 
a hundred percent. And I think that was where I was kind of like failing my kid lately is like, we're leaving the house. And after three years of COVID, every time we leave the house, it's a whole thing. So where are we going? How long is it going to take? So sitting down and planning out that calendar every Sunday is giving us an opportunity to talk about what's coming for her to then voice any anxiety that she's having about what's coming up in the next week to talk about like what she's excited about. And then instead of having it just like hovering there, like hanging in her mind, like, I think that we're going to do this. And then what is going to happen? Like we're creating a space where we're officially going to talk about this. And sometimes she doesn't want to do it. And that's because she's feeling anxious about it. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get that you don't want to talk about it. However, this is going to take 10 minutes. We're going to talk about it. And at the end of it, you know you're going to feel better. And literally every time. I just want to share, I have video. It was during COVID, like during the initial lockdown. So it was in the spring of 2020. I took video of my son, who at the time was only two going up to our visual calendar and pointing all by himself. Cause I keep it. I think this is another key, right? Keeping it somewhere that's high traffic. You spend a lot of time in their visual field. Like I'll go into classrooms consulting and I'll see a calendar, but it's at the teacher's eye level and they've got four-year-olds and I'm like, Hey, whoa, there's about two feet of difference, you know, because <laughs> it's not for you. It's for the kids. And he went up. It's so it's on our, the side of our fridge, which is right next to our kitchen table kitchen. It's like, you know, the heart of our home, you know, it's where we spend the most time as a family. And he was pointing to it all by himself and rehearsing it like that rehearsal is so important for them because they know what to expect. And we do in our family, our little ritual when we do it is during the morning time. And so we sit down with our kids while they eat breakfast. Sometimes we're eating with them, sometimes we're not, but it's really important that one of us sits down with them at the table and we have a little morning meeting. And I joke that this is like a residual from my teaching preschool days because at circle time, you do a little morning meeting. There's like whole curriculums on morning meetings, but we do, we do a little family powwow and we just say, okay, here's the plan for the day. You know, daddy, cause in our home, it's mommy and daddy, daddy's taking you to school today. Um, mommy's picking you up at school today. Like one of our kids now is older. He has specials, right? So you have PE today. You got to make sure you wear your PE clothes. I mean, whatever. It's like that little huddle up. So they just know what to expect. It's simple. But it's so powerful. And kids feel empowered. Like, oh, I know what I'm supposed to do now. Yes. And that empowerment is something that pays dividends forever. It's not even just like for your kids. Like we all want our kids to feel empowered, but their behavior changes. It's a great foundation for positive mental health. These things are crazy amazing. And it can be ugly. I think when I made mine, it was so ugly. But I really love... Hold on. Listener, (laughs) 
listener, Sarah, I don't know, like when you go look at her stuff, she is an artist. <laughs> so I'm like, I think your version of ugly and my version no, of ugly. It was really ugly. I used I used a magnetic drip pan that goes under a refrigerator. Nice. And I I used electrical tape to make <laughs> to make the days. Like it was ugly. It really was. But I, I love interior design and I like my whole house makes me filled with joy. There's so much, there's plants everywhere. I did not want this ugly thing hanging in my house. Like I wanted it to be pretty. And so that's kind of how I ended up starting my business was I thought there's got to be other parents who don't want to go to Etsy and print out all this stuff and like go and get Velcro tabs. And then at the end of it to have something that looks like a preschooler made it. Like there have to be other parents that don't want to do that. So that was the beginning of my business was thinking like I could make visual schedules cute. This could be fun. And when I say cute, I mean like fun for the kids because they really like it and they love moving the magnets around, but also cute for the parents. So they don't have this like hideous primary color horror show hanging in their house. (laughs) This core parenting conversation is brought to you by Kaylee's core membership. If you've tried the Instagram parenting tips and tricks to gain connection and cooperation with your child and it's still not working, (laughs) if you feel confused about how to respond to some of your child's bigger behavior, or maybe you need the encouragement and accountability to make the changes you know you and your family need, CORE offers the weekly support and tools to make these powerful shifts within a supportive, uplifting community. We talk about real-life parenting, not the neat and clean two-dimensional examples often given on social media. You can learn more about this program by heading to my website, www.kayleekukla.com backslash core, C-O-R, for Centered on Relationships. The link is in the show notes. Now back to this core parenting conversation. You know, this, so Sarah reached out. I just want people to understand. Sarah reached out on Instagram. She found one of my posts. She reached out to me. She was like, hey, I have this business. I do visual calendars. And y'all, I get a lot of DMs and emails, cold emails with people, you know. I got one about pillows one time and I was like, hmm, that's... But I went to your website. So before I replied, I went to your website and I pulled up your products. I was like, these are adorable. They're whimsical. Like I love them. I would hang it in my bedroom. Um, That's how beautiful. And I have a very simplistic modern, like my husband's modern. So it's a very simplistic, like Scandinavian bedroom. Like I would hang this in my bedroom. And um, I loved it. I reached out to her. I said, you know, this has been a project that I've been putting off because I want to make it easier for parents to implement this in their home because I talk about it in so many of my workshops, in so many of my consults, and it's so much effort to make it pretty. But then the labor still goes into it of printing it, cutting it, finding something to hang it on. That's all included in what you have. Yeah. And I wanted to make it, I wanted to make it as easy as humanly possible to implement it because it was such a game changer for my family. So 
after I had cancer and I had created the one for adults with cancer, I had a woman reach out to me because her son had a brain tumor and she had come across my website somehow. And she said, I really wish that you had one of these for children with cancer because the social worker came in the middle of our treatment and said, we needed to do this for my son. And she said, and the guilt I have for not being able to do that. I'm like, your son has cancer and now like, like parents who are having like a regular day can't get their act together in order to like deal with this crazy Etsy business. (laughs) And you're feeling guilty because you couldn't do that in the middle of your son's cancer treatment. I got you. So I made her a thing and sent it to her just like so that she would have it. But it made me realize there is a real lack of the ability to easily provide this as a resource to families dealing with all kinds of things. And she said, if the social worker had just handed me this calendar, I would have paid her any amount of money for it. (laughs) Well, so this is what I want, because again, going back to the proactive, because so often when parents reach out to me, it's when the kids have spirals you know, their anxiety is through the roof. Now they're aggressive. They're super rigid. So one of the classic signs, and I relate very strongly with this with my own mental health journey, classic signs of anxiety. And it doesn't have to be DSM, like a diagnosed anxiety. We're just talking about the feeling of little a anxiety is rigidity. So it manifests as trying to be over-controlling and demanding and super rigid. Like, no, you said we were going to stop for ice cream first. Not, you know, and and we're like, gosh, my kid is a terror. They're not grateful. They're so demanding. Y'all, that is such a common symptom of anxious feelings. But we're not told that. No, no. And so here's what I want to say is because a lot of the concern I get from parents is, well, if I hang this thing up on the wall and for example, a play date gets canceled or is shifted to a different day because this person, this parent already has a child who's super demanded, super rigid, inflexible, explosive, won't they become more so because we're like reinforcing it visually? I know my answer to that. I want to hear your answer and your experience with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely not. For some reason, (laughs) it's it's a feeling of control that you're giving them by showing them the calendar. It's a feeling like their life is not something that is happening to them. By planning this with them, by sitting down with them and talking this stuff through and then having it on the calendar so that it's a visual reminder every single day, they have a feeling inside of themselves that they are an active participant in their life. That agency is so... Exactly. So powerful. Yes. Yes. They have a feeling of agency in their own lives. And so then they're able to handle the inevitable changes that happen with life better because they have that foundation and that feeling of control. And when I say control, I think a lot of parents are like, oh, I don't want my kid to have a sense of control because I'm in control. <laughs> but <Yeah>. they, <laughs> yeah, they're, they are humans and they should have a sense of control yes. 
over their own lives. Yes. And this gives them that. And then also provides you a talking point or a something to reference. So say that play date did get canceled. You can go to the calendar and you can say, you know, on this day, we had this play date canceled, but unfortunately Jimmy is sick and we can't do it on that day. So what can we do instead? There it is. That's the empowerment right there. And then they get to choose something. I mean, obviously within reason, you're not going to Disneyland because Jimmy got sick, but you know, (laughs) you can reference all of these other things that, and you don't have to use my calendar is the cool thing. If you want to make something from Etsy or print something out on construction paper and use SpongeBob SquarePants stickers, you know, do it. But if you have like a reference of all of these different things that you can say, okay, you know, these are the fun activities we can do. We can go to the park, we can go to the lake, we can do this. What would you like to do? Then you're co-creating this, your child's life with them. You're showing them how to do this. Yes. So much of what I teach is being collaborative, as collaborative as possible with your children. And and I always get, well, I'm not going to collaborate on running into the street in front of cars. Like, obviously, that's not what we're talking about. But the play date cancellation is such a perfect example because how does it feel for us when plans get, you know, for example, a date night for my husband and I, you know, they, <laughs> when they come, they're really exciting when they come along. What happens when the babysitter has to cancel or a kid gets sick and we have to stay home? It's really disappointing. And a part of that disappointment is also that feeling of powerlessness. Like I can't change the fact my kid is sick, but then being able to have, okay, what could we do instead? That's where we can regain that appropriate influence. And the cool thing too, I just want to highlight, because we did talk about control, is when children feel like they have when they are, and I shouldn't say feel like, when they do have a sense of appropriate, of developmentally appropriate control, a lot of the demands and the rigidity melts away because they're not reaching for control in other places where they previously were. Absolutely. So you said in the very beginning, this is, a, it's magic, but then there's all these fringe benefits that happen as a result. Yeah, I had I had a client that she emailed me and she was like, what did you do? This is like kiddo <laughs> voodoo. I don't understand why yes, everything actually, is different. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. I was like, this is hilarious because her mind was so blown by just how, how much it helped. And I have both the weekly calendar and like a daily routine chart because both of those things really help with mental health and the predictability of like not having to think about everything. We have those routines that we do on autopilot and that is has been proven to help with mental health because it's one last thing that we have to think about. And so the visuals are so helpful for kids in helping them to develop that skill. It's just 
I mean, it just relieves so much stress. It lightens that mental load, which is something that if you go to a therapist, an adult therapist, they're going to talk to you about, you know, even meal planning for me, here's a tip I didn't know we were going to share today, but meal (laughs) planning for me is such a struggle. Like it's so, you know, one kid likes one thing, the other kid doesn't like something. My husband has to eat a ton because he's doing high volume training. I have food sensitivities. So it's a lot, but it's like, just make taco Tuesdays. You know, we know taco Tuesdays are a thing and like Mondays we grill and Wednesdays, you know, so the food, it's just automatic. It lightens that mental load. It's such a way, it's so powerful to just kind of brain dump a little bit. So the reason why I wanted to put this podcast out was to help families get ready for school and the start of school. And knowing that this big transition is happening, the routine is probably drastically going to change from summertime to school time. So it's such a great tool to just proactively start using in the beginning of the year to get into that routine. The other point that I'm going to talk a lot about in the upcoming month is parent-child connection, because we also see, we've been talking about anxiety, but we see an uptick specifically in separation anxiety, especially if it's the child's first time at childcare or going to kindergarten, a new school, maybe you moved, a lot of people moved this summer, you'll see that separation anxiety come up. So I talk a lot about connection. And I just wanted parents to know when they go to their website to also, or your website, you have some supports for connection. If parents are like, I don't know how to do this with my kid. I don't know what's effective. I don't even, you have some things to help parents start. And you gave me (laughs) of them and we use them because we drove a lot on our trip. So we use them in the car. My kids love them and they're called door openers and they're essentially conversation cards. How did those come about? Yeah. So my whole thing is all about connection and the parent-child relationship. And the calendars are actually called connection calendars in part because they help you connect with your kids. Like there's these glass magnets and you take the stickers and you let the kid put the sticker on the magnet, but they're reusable. So if they do a terrible job of it, you can just fix it later. But like it helps you to like have these conversations with your kids and connect with them. But At the end, or I guess at the end of the first year of COVID, when the kids started to go back to school, I knew that the government had given the public schools a lot of money for kids' mental health. And so I asked my daughter's elementary school teacher or principal, what is your plan for helping kids with their mental health this coming school year? Because my kid and all the kids are just like struggling. And he essentially ran away from me. He was like, oh, I think we're going to probably get another therapist. I have a meeting. I have to go. And he literally left with no plan, nothing. Yeah. And I was super frustrated. And I tried all these different things to like help support teachers who were totally overwhelmed. And the long and the short of it was I realized this was going to be a thing we were going to have to do at home to help kids with their mental health. And as a parent who has been working in this arena, I didn't know what to do. And so if I didn't know what to do, where is the game plan for everybody else for helping their kids regain senses of confidence, like helping with their anxiety levels? And what happens when they get to middle school? And I'm spinning down this like horrible rabbit hole. And I thought, I've got to figure out what a game plan could look like for helping parents with 
their kids' mental health. And so I partnered with a parenting coach and we created a kids' mental health program. And we did that by using a whole bunch of research on what it takes. The research is actually pretty solid about what you need for a positive foundation for good mental health. And the research is solid on the best intervention being a parent-led intervention with the children. And intervention doesn't need to mean your kids like spiraling, you know, or they're in a mental health crisis. It just is support. That is, we see that over and over and over again in the research. And so one of my big messages and one of the reasons why your work resonated so deeply with me is instead of making the child patient zero, which can often happen, they're the discipline problem, they get the behavior plan, they get the whatever, we come alongside and we we support the parents and sometimes like a therapist, you know, but the therapist is working in, the coach is working in that dyad or that triad, you know, that family system again and again. So anyway, I interrupted, but that I just that point, I feel like that's kind of the best kept. It's not best that it's kept a secret, but it is. It's kept almost kept a secret because, well, for a lot of reasons. I also think parents don't feel capable of teaching mental health skills. And so what we did was essentially create a 12-month program where you're learning these skills right alongside your kids. And the first month is all about open communication and taking the pressure off of yourself to have like perfect conversations. You know, the door opener conversation cards are all about getting to know your kids better and having them get to know you better because that vulnerability and the sharing back and forth, your kids want to know you. And to be able to do that is creating this like really awesome foundation for them being able to come to you when something is wrong, when they're scared, when you know, they think they're going to get in trouble because they've done, made a mistake. So we basically created a very simple program that makes people's lives a lot easier rather than harder. And I think one of the things that I love the most about your work, Kaylee, is you're not making it this like scary, like the kids are dying. They're, you know, all this bad stuff is happening so that like you're as a parent, your stress level is getting so high that you're now in fight, flight or freeze and you do nothing because you're so stressed you're paralyzed. out. Exactly. I can't change it. I'm not even going to try. Exactly. Yeah. Or it's so big of a mountain. I don't even know where to start. And I'm just going to hide under this blanket and watch Netflix because that's the only thing that feels safe to me right now. Like my goal is never, I mean, I have been through cancer where I could barely get out of bed. And I knew that whatever I created for people who were dealing with cancer had to make their lives easier and not harder because there's so many things like we get on social media and are told all the things and get so overwhelmed and It just doesn't have to be as hard as it is. So that's what we created. And the open communication is the first month because it's everything. This relationship with our kids is everything. So they were so fun. It was, it was stuff like, you know, your favorite dinosaur, like simple, you know, or whatever, favorite animal all the way to, you know, what's your biggest fear? 
what are you, you know, my kids, they were like, well, what is your biggest fear? You know, and it was great. It was great for our family too. And they so glad. It's one of those things too. I I recommend those conversation cards and stuff like that, or the storytelling dice for parents at dinner table. If dinner time is a struggle, I'm like, make it about connection. Dinner is not about food consumption. It's family time. It's a ritual. We come together, you know, and these are just great tools. I want to say thank you. Thank you for being here today. When you were going through hard stuff, looking around and figuring out, okay, this is how I can help myself, help my child. And then there's a bigger mission there. And I just think that's really powerful and kind of um, it's healing all in one for us and for others as well. So thank you for everything. I'm so glad you said yes to coming on the show. And I will link all your stuff in the show notes so people can go and just look at your beautiful work because it's, it's you. beautiful. You thank are you so very much. talented. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so ways. much. <laughs> so thanks, Sarah, so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for this core parenting conversation. If you want to implement some of the ideas Sarah and I discussed during our conversation, you can head to my Instagram account. It's one resource. And I have a highlight called Routine Book. And there's all kinds of DIY options that I've actually used with my children. I break them down in there. Also, make sure to check out Sarah's company, Mighty and Bright. I put my affiliate link in the show notes. This is just a great way to help support me and this podcast. And it costs you no additional funds if you just don't want to mess around with the DIY. If it's too much, you just want it ready-made. Her products are such high quality and we've started using them in my house as well. And the kids love them. So I highly recommend. And that link will be in the bio. Thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait for next week's conversation. Take care.